0: Hello everyone, my name is Brian Sparks and I'm the lead pastor at One Church in Texas. This is the One Church Podcast. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. I pray that this message encourages you and that in our time together, you encounter Jesus and that your life will never be the same. you got a Bible, you can turn to Ephesians 3, 16 and 19. Ephesians 3, 16 and 19. And it says this, may he grant you Out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself, indwelling your innermost being and personality. That means he wants to take over everything, every part of us, amen? May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, uh, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. That you may have the power uh, and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of it? That you may really come to know, not just like I I have head knowledge, but I have heart knowledge. I, I practically through the experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. If you're taking notes today, you can title this vision Sunday, uh, Stay in Wonder, Stay in in wonder, Lord, right now we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that it, every ear in here is open and receptive uh, to hear your word. Lord, we stand in awe of all that you've done. We stand in awe of all that you're doing. Not just in our church, but in our lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You know, my wife uh, loves sunsets. Anybody else love sunsets? You just love... I'll say this, that we live, uh, in, in the area that we live, uh, we, have very, we have a lot of really great sunsets. I've been a, a lot of places in the world, but uh, in this area of Texas, I think that we have some amazing sunsets. And, uh, and my wife loves sunsets, and she always remarks on them, no matter, uh, nearly every day that I'm around her and the sun is setting, uh, she will look out the window and she'll say, you know what, uh, talk about how beautiful, can you believe it, you know, how beautiful the sunset is? Like she remarks on, can you look at the sky? And like she talks about, well, before I married my wife, I just I noticed sunsets, but I didn't really appreciate them. Like like I, I I would every now and then go wow that was really is pretty but because my wife loves them so much and she uh, appreciates them so much after 22 years of marriage now then I really do appreciate sunsets I take pictures of sunsets even though I don't take pictures of anything else right like like I I appreciate them and 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 I I honestly am amazed by and can appreciate how great they are I think this I think that we are all guilty of treating extraordinary things as if they're ordinary. Like every one of us have, have been guilty of this, right? Like we treat extraordinary things. We, we experience extraordinary things every single day and we become so numb to them that we treat them as ordinary. Like here's just a few examples of this, uh, like a hot shower. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for hot showers. If you've ever had to take a cold shower, uh, we, we actually, one of our drummers uh, read, he takes cold showers, not hot showers, because he's a psychopath. And uh, anyway, but I'm thankful for hot showers, amen? I, I, I think that they're, they're amazing. They're extraordinary. How about this one? Uh, motorized vehicles. How many of you are thankful that you did not have to ride a horse here? Riding a buggy here. Come on, how many of you are glad you didn't have to walk or run here? You got to just get in a vehicle, and it drove you very comfortably here. Uh, How about this one? Flushing toilets. I I am very thankful for flushing toilets. I am so glad that I live in a world. uh, my, my, uh, My son and I were watching a Western movie the other day, and it was like, we were he was just making comments all the time and he goes, Dad, I was born at the right time. I do not want to live in that world, right? Like, like flushing, I'm so glad that what I don't want around me goes away with a push of a handle. Amen? It's extraordinary. How about this one? Come on, Texan. Air conditioning. I am thankful for air conditioning more than ever before. I am so thankful. We've been in a heat wave, and I am so thankful. And come on, heating, whenever it's, like, like, like when it gets cold, I'm glad that I can come into a warm environment, and I don't have to freeze uh, to death, amen? And, and, and I would say this, that we all are guilty of experiencing uh, extraordinary things and treating them as ordinary. Uh, and that's why we do Vision Sunday because vision Sunday is a time when we can set back and we can recognize that God truly is doing extraordinary things that's why twice a year we always pause and we say hey we're gonna we're gonna know like we're gonna just recognize the goodness of God we're gonna recognize and, and you've come on a very special Sunday because this is our ninth birthday as a church we're celebrating our ninth birthday and I would say that that it's important for us to recognize the goodness of God because because what happens is, is sometimes we can get to a place to where we experience something amazing every single week or every single day and we start treating it as ordinary. And I'll say that as a church, we always want to pause and thank God for all he's done and for all that he is doing. I want to pause and thank God. I, I, I want to acknowledge how great he is uh, Every year at our birthday, we always, as a staff, we pray and we ask God, God, what are you saying for us in our church? And and the reason why we do this is because I, I, God is speaking, amen? And I think God is speaking over us in this house. And, and so we pray about, God, what are you saying and what, what are you wanting to say uh, to your church? And, and we come up with what we would call a New Year's declaration over our church. Uh, and this year, we really felt as a, as a staff that, that the New Year's declaration was going to be this. It was going to be stay in wonder, Because again, we go back to nine years in, we can get to this place to where we're not even in wonder anymore. Like like it's like, okay, it's just it's just another Sunday, it's just another day in church, it's just another day in the house of God, like like it's just an ordinary Sunday. Can I tell you that there is no ordinary Sundays? That God is doing something, God is on the move, and I want us to nine years in to continue to be in wonder of the goodness of God, to continue to be in wonder of all that He has done and all that He is doing. I want to stay in wonder, and every Sunday I want to come in and I don't want it to be ordinary. That somebody found Jesus. I don't want it to be ordinary that addictions have been broken. I don't want it to be ordinary that people are having an encounter with the living God. I don't want it to be ordinary. I don't want every, I don't want ever to be a place where I go, man, you know what, God, the extraordinary things you've done in me and in our church are just ordinary because I don't know if you know this, but this isn't ordinary. Like, what God is doing in our community of faith is not ordinary. Like, God, every week, lives are being changed. Every w- week, people are encountering God. Like, every week, like, like their, their addictions really are being broken. Every week, like, marriages really are being restored. And God is on the move, and I want to recognize that he's moving. Amen? You know, King David was, uh, in in the Bible, was called a man after God's own heart. And a lot of people have a lot of different reasons why they think that David was a man after God's own heart. But I think this, David loved the house of God. David loved to be in the house of God. In fact, in Psalms 26, verse 8, says this, Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. How about this next verse? Says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I love that. I think this is this should become the uh, the verse for all of our ushers. I would rather stand as a doorkeeper at the threshold of the house of my God than to live at ease in the tents of wickedness. He loved the. House. How about this next one? Uh, I was glad when they said to me. Come on, I got excited when I got to go to church. I was pumped that I got to enter into the courts of my God in the house of praise. Let 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 us go to the house of the Lord. Can I tell you that we need to be a, a church and a people that are always excited about what God is doing. Like I want us to be a place where we go, "Man, I'm so excited that I get to go to church today." I'm so I, I don't want I sit in three services and I'm telling you every service I have an encounter with God. I don't sit there like, oh, well, I'm going to be in the green room and I'm not going to come out for worship. No, every service I have an encounter of God. Why? I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I love the church and what God is doing in the church. Jesus loved the church, too. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Jesus is building his church. And he says, in the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It does not matter what you throw at it. I'm telling you, the church will continue to grow. The church will continue to expand. And the church will continue to change lives. I want us to remember to stay in wonder of lives that are being changed. Here's just a few of the lives that have been changed in the nine years. Growing up in church, I always felt like if I followed all the rules, I can make it to heaven. I strived to do everything I believed a good Christian should. As I started attending one church weekly, I discovered a new facet of God, His grace. I realized it was never about what I could do in my own strength, but what Jesus has already done. It was here that I found freedom. It was here that I learned the difference between religion and relationship. It was here that I stopped letting fear control me and learned to let His grace empower me to live differently. I knew I was welcome at church, but I felt like only the good parts of me deserved to stay. There was no way I could be fully known and still be fully loved. One day I opened up about my flaws, mistakes, and the details of my story with a church friend and was unexpectedly met with grace. It was then that the shame dissipated and I realized I could be fully loved by others, and I was fully loved by God. That day I knew I really belonged, in this house and in God's. I always felt a calling on my heart to help others. I worked in education and then the nonprofit sector, all while volunteering for various political campaigns. When the church launched, I jumped at the opportunity to serve here too. As I saw the difference we make, I realized that what we're doing here is impacting eternity. After searching for my purpose and causes, I discovered that I'm called to serve the greatest mission of all, leading people to Jesus. My idea of success was having a better career and making more money. I entered rooms looking forward to what I could gain more than what I could give. I can't pinpoint the moment that changed, but as I got more involved at One Church, my priorities began to shift. My life became more about extending God's love peace and joy to the people I encounter. I realized that God didn't place me in ruins for my own personal gain. He placed me there to make an impact in the world around me. Come on church. Come on, can we celebrate what God has done? I really do love Vision Sunday when new people come to the church because I think it's so great. You get to kind of hear about what, what we're, we've done and what we're doing, but you also get to know why we exist as a church. And the reason why we exist as a church is, is this: we want people to encounter Jesus. Like everything that we do as a church is for this right here. Every person that you see serving in in some in one of our uh, uh, areas that that we serve in is for this right here. We want to create an environment for people to encounter Jesus. Why? Because we know that Jesus changes everything. We know that Jesus. It's all about Jesus. If if you're if you're like, well, I don't know, like. I'm telling you, at our church, it's all about Jesus. Come on. The Bible says that He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. That no man comes to the Father except through Him. So we want you to have an encounter with Jesus, not an encounter with. Religion, not an encounter with church. We want you to have an encounter with Jesus. The next thing we want you to do as a church is we want you to discover your purpose. Like, I, I honestly believe that one of the greatest things, uh, I, I can't remember, I think it was Mark Twain that said, the two greatest days uh, are the day that you were born and the day that you discover why. And we believe that as a church. Like, I want you to know that, that you were created on purpose for a purpose. And we want you to discover what that purpose is. I think there was this uh, statistic that uh, went out that 80% of churchgoers, people who go to church on a regular basis, said that they do not know what their calling or their purpose is. That means they're just going through life. And I'm telling you that if you can ever discover your purpose, you'll understand that you're here to make a difference in others. Amen. Uh, The next thing that we want you to do is we want you to find community. You are not meant to do life alone. You are not meant to be by yourself. It's not my for and no more. You need community around you. You need a people around you who will pray for you, who will encourage you, who will build you up, who will cheer you on when life gets hard. Amen. The next thing we want you to do is we want you to impact your world. I know sometimes we can look at the world and we can go, man, the the, the problems in the world and everything that's going on in the world, all, all of those problems are so big, I can't do anything. And so we nearly get to this place where we just decide not to do anything. Can I tell you that you can impact your world? that you encounter people on a regular basis that I may never meet or may may never run into, but you have have a regular relationship with them, a friendship with them. Can I tell you that God wants you to make an impact in their lives? And it's really as simple as this, just showing the love of Jesus to somebody, amen? Uh, As a church, I want you to know that we are part of extraordinary life change, that God is doing incredible things every single week. And in 2022, the year 2022, we saw 1,064 salvations in 2022, which is incredible. But in 2023, we saw (laughs) 3,196 salvation from September to September. Amen. Uh, we've seen 196 people baptized this year. Come on. i God, God is uh, that. That's it's been, we had to buy another tank here in Caddo Mills because we've got so many people that are being baptized on a regular basis. Can I tell you that maybe you're out there and you're like, you're one of these numbers and you haven't, you haven't been baptized yet. Can I tell you that's your next step? And and let me say that that in the early church, they they would give their life to Jesus and then immediately they would be baptized. They didn't wait 10 years. They didn't wait till their granny could come down from Oklahoma. We have a baptism service coming up this first Wednesday. And you can sign up at iamonechurchcom slash baptism, and you can get get yourself signed up. And you better call Granny in Oklahoma and say, you better get here, Granny, if you want to see me get baptized. I'm telling you, it's an important step in your faith journey. It's an important thing for you to do. There's a time in every service where we say, hey, every head bowed, every eye closed. No one's looking around. That's a moment between you and God. But there's another moment. Where you say, you know what? I'm going public with my faith. I want everybody to know that the old has gone and the new has taken its place. That I have decided to follow Jesus. We're seeing incredible life change. How about this one? We're seeing as a church, we're a part of extraordinary generosity. We're able to make a difference, not just in our communities, but around the world. And I say this often, but I want you to know it. There is no ordinary day when you give to the local church. You're going about your normal day and you think everything is ordinary. But can I tell you that when you give to the local church, you are making a difference every single day. Because every single day we're feeding people that are hungry. Every single day we are giving people water that are thirsty. Every single day we are taking in orphans without shelter. Every single day. And we're doing this. Not just in our communities, but we're also doing it all over the world. I actually reached out to one of the ministries that we support, Bernie Moore Ministries. We love uh, Bernie and all that he does and his team does, and they do crusades in places. uh, They take the gospel to places that nobody else is going to. Places uh, in South Sudan, like that, that nobody else. A lot of places aren't. A lot of people aren't even going there, and he's taking in and he's doing these crusades. And I I reached out to him and I said, "Hey, Bernie, I just want to know, like, how many people have you seen uh, come to Jesus?" Jesus this year, and this year alone, he's seen 210,000 people give their life to Jesus. Can I tell you that as a church, there is no ordinary day, and that's just one of the ministries that we support. I wish I could go through every one of them, but it, there's not enough time, okay? So, here we need to do is we need to stay in wonder of the difference that you're making in our communities and around the world. Like, stay in wonder that there is no ordinary day when you give to the local church. Here's, here's the third thing is, as a church, we are part of an extraordinary team. Like, I love our dream team. If you don't know, uh, maybe I I, I try to always explain this because I know that I can just say logo or or like just common knowledge, like this is what we are. But our dream team are are people that volunteer are people that serve. Volunteer is a a dirty word at our church. They're called the dream team, amen? And and this dream team, they serve faithfully every single week. There's people that show up and they give their time and they give their talents. And we're so thankful. If you want to know why one church is great, you need to know it's because we have an amazing amazing dream team that are serving in the kids area. They're serving in the parking lot. They're serving, making coffee for you before you get here. Come on, getting some donut holes on this. Don't get used to that. Don't you think? I always have people, oh, you brought donuts back. No, we didn't. The devil is a liar. Amen. We have to buy out every single donut shop whenever y'all eat donuts. Okay. But here's what you need to know is that in Caddo Mills, it takes 334 dream team to make a Sunday happen every single week. Three hundred and thirty four people every single week have to serve in Sulphur so Springs. It takes seventy four dream team to make a Sunday happen every single week. And I want you to know that we need you. Come on. We need you to discover your purpose. We need you to discuss like start serving in the calling, in the gifting that God has put on your life. Can I tell you that you were created on purpose for a purpose? That God has a plan for your life. That God has a purpose for your life. And when you become a Christian, the purpose is not to sit in a chair and let others serve you. Your purpose is to, to reach out and extend and start serving others. And your life will be more fulfilled. I'm telling you, your life will be so much more fulfilled when you know I'm making a difference in the world around me. We do... This through growth track, you can go to IM1church.com. If you've not been through Growth Track, this is a time. we do this the first three Sundays every single month, in our first service at both locations. And this is the time when you can sign up, you discover who we are as a church, because you need to make sure like, I, I jive with you, I agree with you, right? And then we help you discover what God has put on you and the giftings that God has placed on your life. And you can go to IM1church.com/grow. And get signed up. Number four, as a church, we are part of extraordinary growth. God is doing, I I honestly am amazed at all that God has done and all that God is doing. In September 2022, uh, we had 21 college students. Uh, If you don't know, we have a college uh, that's fully accredited college. We actually have a building here uh, near our Caddo Mills campus, but we have 21, we're official, official like a whistle, y'all, 21 college students in 2022. This year, we have 54 college students enrolled. Come on, somebody. God's doing incredible things through our call. Uh, in, in September of 22, uh, 2022, we had 1,300 people in attendance on a Sunday, on an average Sunday between both campuses and both locations. Last week, we had 1,934 in attendance. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you that God is on the move? And we know that we are, are growing and expanding. You're inviting people, and we're so thankful. We want you to know that we're always trying to make more room. I know overflow is, is crazy, but we're breaking ground on a new facility here in Caddo Mills in November of 2023. Amen? A brand new 800-seat auditorium, and it's going to be amazing. But guess what? It takes time to build them. I know. I was shocked, too. I was like, you don't break ground and we move in the next Sunday? No. Turns out it's going to take some time. And so to to make room for the growth, we're adding a fourth service here in Cattle Mills on September 17th. We will uh, have 8.15, 9.45, 11.15, and 12.45. And and you're in a full room here in Cattle Mills. Can I tell you that prayerfully consider making this 12.45 your home? You're like no remember when i said when you become a christian church stops being about you and starts being about others just saying we can make room this this second service is a popular service for whatever reason you can make room sulfur springs can i tell you that we're not done yet like god's doing incredible things but we're not done yet and and, in sulfur springs we need to go to a third service but we need leaders to, to step up and start leading teams. We need leaders, like we need people to say, you know what, I can lead a team, I can help with growth, because here's the thing is that we need you to step up because why, you were created on purpose for a purpose. We need to go to three services in Sulphur Springs because y'all are full and overflowing as well, but we also know this, that we can't go until we have the team that we need. We aren't done yet. There's still people to reach. There's still, the gospel still needs to be preached. Like, like we still have more services to start. Can I tell you that we still have more campuses to launch? Like God wants us to continue to take ground. God wants us to continue to move forward. We don't want to get complacent and put our hands in our pockets and say, oh, well, that's good enough. No, I want you to know that God wants us to continue to do more. God wants us to continue to move forward. As a church, we must remember that God wants us to be people that turn the world upside down. That God wants us to, to be a people that say, you know what? I'm going I'm to go after people. I'm going to reach more people with the gospel. I'm going I'm to reach more people with, like, in my workplaces, in my world. I'm going to reach more people with the gospel. And, and, and God never wants us to be a, a, at a place where we say, you know what? I'm just done. I'm not going to do anymore. I'm not going to reach anymore. I'm not going to try anything else. No, God wants us to be people that turn the world upside down. I've got to move quickly in Acts 2, when the church was birthed, when the church was born. uh, The Bible says this, that they went up to the upper room and they encountered the Holy Spirit. And then it says this, and then they went out. And because they went out, it says that 3,000 were added to the church that day. 3,000 were added to the church that day because they went up and they had an encounter with with god and then they went out and they encountered people can i tell you that we are never called to be a church that just comes up we need to know that we are also a church that needs to go out like when we walk out these doors can i tell you that's when you realize that i am the church That God has encountered me, that my life has been changed, that that my life will never be the same. And now then I'm going to go out and I'm going to show people the love of Jesus. I'm going to show people what God has done in my life and let them know that he can also do it in their lives. Because they went out, the gospel spread and it went from Jerusalem to Antioch. From Antioch to Asia Minor, from Asia Minor. They didn't notice, they didn't say, okay, that's good enough. From Asia Minor to Athens and to Rome, from Athens and Rome to Europe, from Europe to Africa, from Africa to the Americas. And then here's what's incredible, that hundreds of years after the gospel had come to the Americas, 91 people gathered in a house in Roy City, Texas, with a dream to continue to advance the gospel. And because of those 91 people not saying, I'm just going to go up, but I'm also going to go out, guess what? Our church was birthed because people said, you know what, I want to reach out to our communities and make a difference in the lives of people. Can I tell you, as a church, we got to remember that our job is not just to go up and have an encounter and stand in awe. Our job is to go out and tell people about the good news that we found in Jesus. And then four years later, that church that launched Launched a second campus in Sulphur Springs, Texas. And every single week, lives are being changed, and and the kingdom is advancing, and people are being impacted with the gospel. Why? Because we're not a church that just goes up, we're a church that goes out. Can I tell you, church, that we are never created to be a church that stays quiet and confined. Just keep it quiet, keep it confined. If you want a quiet church, you're in the wrong church. We're not, the church was never meant to be a a place that's quiet and confined. In fact, the church is supposed to be a place where every single week we have an encounter with God, but then we turn around and we take what God has done in us to others. We make a difference, stay in awe and stay in wonder of what God is doing. Ephesians 2.12, it says that that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Can I tell you, I want you to remember and I wanna remind you of this, that at one time in your life, this verse was about you. That at one time you were without Christ. Do you remember the time that you didn't know the covenant and the promise that you could have through Jesus? Do you remember that you had no hope? Do you remember that you had no, that God was not in your world? Do you remember that time? See, again, we can get to a place where we treat extraordinary things as they're ordinary. And I never want to become that person that goes, God, I've forgotten what you've done for me in my past. I've forgotten how you how you healed me, how you saved me, how you delivered me, how you brought me out of darkness into your marvelous light. I never want to be a person that becomes complacent about the goodness of God in my life. I want to stay in wonder of his goodness. I want to stay in wonder of all that he's done in me. Remember that this used to be about you. And I also want to remind you that it is still about others. There's people that you're encountering every single week and every single day that have no hope. They don't know what you know. They don't know about the covenant and the promise that they can have through Jesus Christ. Stay in wonder of all that God has done in you. And that he wants to use you to do the same thing in others. Can I pray for you, Lord, right now? I thank you for every person. Every person. Lord, right now I just declare that God, we want to stay in wonder. We want to stay in wonder of all that you've done. We want to stay in wonder of your goodness. We want to stay in wonder of your majesty. Lord, we thank you and we celebrate what you've done in every life that has been changed. We celebrate and we stay in wonder of all the goodness that we've seen. We stay in wonder uh, uh, of the transformation that we're seeing, not just in our communities, but around the world. God, we stay in wonder of the difference you've made in us. Lord, I stay in wonder of the difference you've made in me. God, every year I see more of your goodness more of your glory more of your majesty god let what you're doing in our church in our community of faith never become ordinary let us always recognize it for what it is and that's that it's extraordinary we thank you for it in jesus name with every head bowed every eye still closed no one's looking around maybe you're in this place and you don't know jesus never ask him into your heart you never ask him to be the lord of your life can i tell you friend that he's created you on purpose for a purpose that god has a plan for your life and today you can come into relationship with him maybe you're in this place you say brian i prayed that prayer i've asked jesus to be the lord of my life but i'm not living like it i've walked away from my relationship with him and today i want to rededicate my life to jesus if that's you i'm going to count to three in just a moment and I want you to boldly slip your hand up right where you're at. I'm not going to make you walk down front. I'm not going to embarrass you. Again, this is a moment between you and God. I just want to know who I'm praying for. You say, Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time one. Brian, today I need to rededicate my life to Jesus too. Brian, will you pray that prayer with me? Three, I see those hands. God loves you, friend. God loves you. Hands everywhere. God loves you. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. Can we pray this prayer together as a church family? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Take my sins. And by your grace, I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen." Come on, give it up for every person that (laughs) that prayed that prayer. Come on, can we give it up for every person that prayed that prayer? Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, we, we are so excited. We want to celebrate with you. If you would do us a favor, pull out your phone and text the keyword DECIDED. To 903-634-7135. Again, that's decided. To 903-634-7135. We want to celebrate what God has begun in your life today. We want to make sure you have everything you need and give you steps, the next steps that you need to take in your journey of faith. And and if you need a Bible, we want to make sure and get a Bible in your hands. Amen. We love you so much. Have an awesome week. Thank you so much for listening to this message. A special thanks to those who give generously to One Church. It's because of you that lives are being impacted all over the world. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe for more messages like this. Share this with a friend, post it on social media, and be sure to tag us at I Am One Church. Thanks again for listening.